Canto Fifth of the White Doe of Ryleston by William Wordsworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. High on a point of rugged ground, among the wastes of Ryleston fell, above the loftiest ridge or mound, where foresters or shepherds dwell, an edifice of warlike frame stands single, Norton Tower its name. It fronts all quarters and looks round o'er path and road and plain and dell dark moor and gleam of pool and stream upon a prospect without bound the summit of this bold ascent though bleak and bare and as seldom free as pendle hill or penny ghent from wind or frost or vapours wet had often heard the sound of glee when there the youthful nortons met to practise games and archery how proud and happy they the crowd of lookers-on how pleased and proud and from the heat of the noontide sun from showers or when the prize was won they to the watch-tower did repair commodious pleasure-house and there would mirth run round with generous fare and the stern old lord of ryleston hall he was the proudest of them all but now his child with anguish pale upon the height walks to and fro tis well that she hath heard the tale received the bitterness of woe dead are they they were doomed to die the sons and father all are dead all dead save one and emily no more shall seek this watch-tower high to look far forth with anxious eye she is relieved from hope and dread though suffering in extremity for she had hoped had hoped and feared such rights did feeble nature claim and oft her steps had hither steered though not unconscious of self-blame for she her brother's charge revered his farewell words and by the same yea by her brother's very name had in her solitude been cheered she turned to him who with his eye was watching her while on the height she sat or wandered restlessly or burdened by her sorrow's weight to him who this dire news had told and now beside the mourner stood that grey-haired man of gentle blood who with her father had grown old in friendship rival hunters they and fellow warriors in their day to ryleston he the tidings brought then on this place the maid had sought and told as gently as could be the end of that sad tragedy which it had been his lot to see to him the lady turned you said that francis lives he is not dead your noble brother hath been spared to take his life they have not dared on him and on his high endeavour the light of praise shall shine for ever nor did he such heaven's will in vain his solitary course maintain not vainly struggled in the might of duty seeing with clear sight he was their comfort to the last their joy till every pang was past i witnessed when to york they came what lady if their feet were tied they might deserve a good man's blame but marks of infamy and shame these were their triumph these their pride lo francis comes 
the people cried a prisoner once but now set free tis well for he the worst defied for sake of natural piety he rose not in this quarrel he his father and his brothers wooed both for their own and country's good to rest in peace he did divide he parted from them but at their side now walks in unanimity then peace to cruelty and scorn while to the prison they are born peace peace to all indignity and so in prison were they laid oh hear me hear me gentle maid for i am come with power to bless to scatter gleams through your distress of a redeeming happiness me did a reverend pity move and privilege of ancient love but most compassion for your fate lady for your forlorn estate me did these move and i made bold and entrance gained to that stronghold your father gave me cordial greeting but to his purposes that burned within him instantly returned he was commanding and entreating and said we need not stop my son but i will end what is begun tis matter which i do not fear to entrust to any living ear and so to francis he renewed his words more calmly thus pursued by this our enterprise have sped change wide and deep the land had seen a renovation from the dead a springtide of immortal green the darksome altars would have blazed like stars when clouds are rolled away salvation to all eyes that gazed once more the rood had been upraised to spread its arms and stand for aye then then had i survived to see new life in bolton priory the voice restored the eye of truth reopened that inspired my youth had seen her in her pomp arrayed this banner for such vow i made should on the consecrated breast of that same temple have found rest i would myself have hung it high glad offering of glad victory a shadow of such thought remains to cheer this sad and pensive time a solemn fancy yet sustains one feeble being bids me climb even to the last one effort more to attest my faith if not restore here then said he while i impart my son the last wish of my heart the banner strive thou to regain and if the endeavour be not vain bear it to whom if not to thee shall i this lonely thought consign bear it to bolton priory and lay it on saint mary's shrine to wither in the sun and breeze mid those decaying sanctities there let at least the gift be laid the testimony there displayed bold proof that with no selfish aim but for lost faith and christ's dear name i helmeted a brow though white and took a place in all men's sight yea offered up this beauteous brood this fair unrivalled brotherhood and turned away from thee my son and left but be the rest unsaid the name untouched the tear unshed my wish is known and i have done now promise grant this one request this dying prayer and be thou blessed then francis answered fervently 
if god so will the same shall be immediately this solemn word thus scarcely given a noise was heard and officers appeared in state to lead the prisoners to their fate they rose oh wherefore should i fear to tell or lady you to hear they rose embraces none were given they stood like trees when earth and heaven are calm they knew each other's worth and reverently the band went forth they met when they had reached the door the banner which a soldier bore one marshalled thus with base intent that he in scorn might go before and holding up this monument conduct them to their punishment so cruel sussex unrestrained by human feeling had ordained the unhappy banner francis saw and with a look of calm command inspiring universal awe he took it from the soldier's hand and all the people that were round confirmed the deed in peace profound high transports did the father shed upon his son and they were led led on and yielded up their breath together died a happy death but francis soon as he had braved this insult and the banner saved that moment from among the tide of the spectators occupied in admiration or dismay bore unobserved his charge away these things which thus had in the sight and hearing passed of him who stood with emily on the watch-tower height in ryleston's woeful neighbourhood he told and oftentimes with voice of power to encourage or rejoice for deepest sorrows that aspire go high no transport ever higher yet yet in this affliction said the old man to the silent maid yet a lady heaven is good the night shows yet a star which is most bright your brother lives he lives is come perhaps already to his home then let us leave this dreary place she yielded and with gentle pace though without one uplifted look to ryleston hall her way she took End of Canto Fifth